Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Today on Cannabis Legalization News, we're going to talk about how Joe Biden is getting it put to him by the GOP Congress uh, and, you know, more stuff. All good things on another episode of Cannabis Legalization News with Joe Biden. Hello, world. Hello, world. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Cannabis Legalization News. You know, if you guys have anything to say, just uh, put it down there in the chats and then tag somebody who you think was going to say that Joe Biden was going to legalize weed. And now it seems like he's not. We'll get to that after the news summary. Of course, our lead story is about how uh, the GOP is calling out Joe Biden's administration for not doing anything. we got a whole bunch of other stories. We're also going to cover how the California pot companies are warning of an impending industry collapse. Uh, retail marijuana sales in Virginia could start before 2023. Uh, then there's also some updates on the New Jersey cannabis uh, application process. And out of Portland, they have some social equity uh, applications and grants that are coming up. And then a county in New Mexico has finalized theirs. Which country in Europe has become the first one to legalize in there? Uh, is that a continent? Yeah, Europe's a continent. Uh, put that one down yeah. there. And then also weed in the metaverse and some more, uh, you know, tech related and also stock related news to close up the hour. And I would like to apologize. That I'm the reason why we're late because uh, I was cooking bacon and I thought starting an hour ago, I'd be done. But when you cook bacon in an oven, it takes forever. You're cooking bacon in an oven, which is something that I don't think you ever have to apologize for. Yeah, it's your story. Well, you if, know. You, if you also believe that. Don't forget to smash some likes and click subscribe and then say, you know what? Yeah, bacon, especially cooked well in the oven, is not something that you have to apologize for. Can't rush good things. And, and speaking of, uh, uh, you know, I think what, do, what are your thoughts on this recent uh, GOP call out? Uh, I think it's unfortunate that Joe Biden, who came into power because he uh, and his party had said that they were going to legalize cannabis, especially his vice president. We always thought that they would be a lot better than terrible. And they have not said anything at all in their first year 
Uh, so so uh, Joe Biden really hasn't said much. About, well, not just uh, well, yeah. saying, not just not saying anything, but they're complacent with the the firing of staffers that uh that popped yeah. in cannabis. So you know, there's definitely a um, uh, but you know the thing is though, people are like, oh, well, why did Biden said he was going to legalize? No, he never said it. I never heard him say it. And I heard Kamala. You know, she was asked about it. and She agreed with it. But then another, the only president to ever run on a legalization uh, uh, platform was Carter. You mm-hmm. know. And that uh, was 50 years ago. But now on Thursday, Republican lawmakers David Joyce, a Republican from Ohio, and Don Young, a Republican from Alaska, both co-chairs of the Congressional Cannabis Caucus, one of the smokingest caucuses in Congress, sent a letter to President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris urging their administration to reschedule cannabis under federal law, according to the marijuana moment who is reporting this. Well, yeah, I, the way I feel, dude, this is a good. This one, I think, has a good opportunity for steam because you know the the whole uh, Biden administration, the the present administration, they're very into uh, one uh, uh, optics. Which I mean, they're all in optics, but they're like all in optics. Yeah. Some are into the Instagram optics, like I have to never be seen with a mask on, and some are like into like the polymetry optics of like. Well, kind of with the, like right now with Joe Manchin in the goddamn uh, this morning where he said he's not going to support the the infrastructure bill. There's still so much talk behind. We as laymen don't know shit. You know, we don't know what's really going on until the, like the day of all these deadlines that show up. So, mm-hmm. but I think this one. Oh, go ahead. Well, I, I, this is the, the story, and these are the GOP lawmakers. They're pushing back on the Biden administration. They're demanding some answers about it, and they're saying, hey, how come you haven't rescheduled this? And so this letter is discussing the restrictions caused by marijuana schedule one classification to a wide range of patients from those suffering from cancer to veterans with PTSD. And let's not forget about all the people that are sitting in jails that don't need to be as, you know, new, what was it? It wasn't new. It was New England. It was Massachusetts. Gets a Guinness World Record for the largest pot brownie come on yeah, yeah. but I, I think though this like again back to the optic situation as far as political politicizing goes and, and and you know uh uh he's big on this whole like uh reaching across the you know the the uh the other side type thing i think if his administration catches this they, they should ride this you know with uh two republicans asking why and then if they work in hand you know this could be a thing so potentially yeah but you know again uh, start the conversation out there. Why not even in the uh, the comments section, tag somebody that you thought Biden was going to actually legalize it and tell them, hey, what's going on with this? What gives? Why aren't they doing something that's so popular? It's a nonpartisan issue. It's just terrible that uh, this this administration, which a lot of the states that had, and like, for example, in Illinois, it was the Democrats that put cannabis legalization on the the map. And then in New Jersey, same thing, same thing in New York. And now at the federal level, nothing. Come on. Well, and it just seems like circle of life with Biden, right? Like he's part of the predator, you know, language that happened years ago with like this whole like war on drugs bullshit. Like, you know, hopefully, I mean, obviously with his life experience, with his own kid being a crack addict, like hopefully he recognizes like, hey, cannabis, you know, this CBD thing, is not as bad as I was, you know, was taught. Like he needs to recognize, like he's running off of Anslinger's prohibition. Yes, he he's running off of Anslinger's prohibition, and it's just wrong. That's that's what it is. It's just wrong. But let's go to a quote from the letter that the representatives wrote to the Biden administration. 
As both legislative chambers continue to debate the merits of various common sense proposals on the issue of cannabis reform and a complete end to federal prohibition garners more and more bipartisan support, your administration's absence from these debates and lack of action, which is inconsistent with previous statements you made on this topic, is of serious concern, according to the letter. Now, as disheartening as this is, I still think if you want to help legalization, if you want to change the, the world, you need a register to vote. You definitely need a <laughs> register to vote. <laughs> this is the only way that the, the, the legislature actually listen to your voice. You know, we can right. say all you want, but unless you're a registered voter and then, you know, next show up, that'd be great. <laughs> show up to the polls. Yeah. But hey, uh, don't forget to vote. It's uh, usually the first Tuesday of a couple of the months of the year. One in the spring, one in the fall. Every other year, they usually take it off. Well, and you can register to vote anytime, like today, like at the end of tonight. Go to your website, go go to the, your local state, you know, Google how to become a registered voter for the love of God. You know it. I mean, it's not the hardest thing in the world, but I'll tell you what is the hardest thing in the world. Uh, I'm not too thrilled to report what's going on out of California. I'm not sure if you've seen the news, but it's everywhere. Uh, California pot companies are warning of an impending industry collapse. This is out of the Associated Press, so it's real news as opposed to that fake variety. And Michael right. Blood is reporting this. And so leading cannabis companies are warning Governor Gavin Newsom that the state's legal marijuana industry is on the verge of collapse. And this is from that. We, we talked about this last week with the... Uh, 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 Low Canna, one of the bigger, larger uh, uh, grows out there in, in businesses, is behind heading this movement. By the way, I have a grinder that they gave me when I was out there. A Flow uh, Canada grinder. Let's see that one, Maggie. Why don't you show everybody those Flow well, Canna grinder and and tell the people who Flow Canna is? By the way, Flow Canna is a resort in California, like three hundred acres of land, and I was quite impressed by this goddamn thing. Uh, so, Flow Canna, I stopped by there just to say hello. Look at all the Keith. I collected all this Keith in a month. That's a month's worth of Keith. I've only Man. been using this grinder for a month. <laughs> you must go through it. But of course, like uh, the average consumer spend on cannabis in a legal state, according to the 2001 New Frontier data, is 278 bucks a month. Damn. But yeah, they, you know, the taxes, this is all about the taxes, right? Like this is all about their damn infrastructure and how they do the regulation that we talk about, like this not being done right, period. Yep. But it's a lot of them. It's not just the California Cannabis Industry Association and the California arm of the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, a.k.a. Normal. And then it is also Los Angeles, Los Angeles based United Cannabis Business Associations, Flow Canna, as you just mentioned, Harborside, one of the uh, OGs of the retail cannabis world in Oakland, and Canna Craft. So, for uh, one of our commenters that we smoke too much, that's two O's. <laughs> well, There's no too much. Yeah, uh, again, <laughs> grammatical corrections from Miggy. Ooh. You got corrected. So, uh, <laughs> the letter has been signed by more than two dozen executives and industry officials and legalization advocates have followed years of complaints. And what is it? It's the finger thing from The Simpsons. And this, you can't hear it if you're watching in your car. You, should, you shouldn't be able to watch in your car. But uh, that is the taxes. And so it has to do with way too much taxes. They're heavily taxed and it's heavily regulated, which is another cost that you have to do. And they're going to compete with a widespread illegal economy, which ain't got no regulation nor taxes and is all in cash, much like the regulated economy. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's what we're going against, right? Like, 
that 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 meeting of like uh, uh, fair regulation versus uh, uh, what's going on with cannabis right now overall in every state, like just overall. <laughs> There's uh, no good crazy regulations. Regulations so thick that you're always breaking them. And oh, 420. No way. Is it already 420? Oh, wait, it's one minute. One minute to 420, everybody. Look alive because one day, one day soon, it will be 420 somewhere. And if you need a reason to stick around, that's it. Thank you, Collateral Base. Collateral Base. And then you can read all about it on my blog, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. If you haven't gone there yet, you should. And then you can find our knowledge section if you go to Cannabis Knowledge and you click on that. That'll take us over to where you can actually uh, get access to a lot of the things that I do and help people win cannabis licenses. And so, of course, this is marketing. I use the revenue that I make to put on the show. Yeah, I mean, it's worked for you so far. So far, and I think it, it could be better. A lot of people, they like the free stuff. How can yeah. I keep the show on if you keep wanting everything for free? Well, my poo-poo mouth don't help. Well, no, no, it's it's mostly like all these free people that are just like, can I just talk to you for an hour and a half and not pay anything? No. Yeah. But they, they want that. And then social equity wants everything, everything free. And then like it's uh, everybody's a cannabis consultant now. And I'm like, OK, well, how many million dollar verdicts have you won? Well, none. I'm not a lawyer. But you call yourself a cannabis consultant. Well, even how in the active. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, then it depends if, if they're a consultant in that respect. It's like how good at security and or how good at cultivation are they? But I would say even in the activist world, dude, because you're dealing with the business side, but there's this like inherent like entitlement of like, um, you should do this for me because I mean, and again, this is kind of what happened with Prop 215 in the beginning because it was a nonprofit under that guys where people were getting like, how are we going to attack cannabis? How are we going to get at it? Well, we're going to say these aren't nonprofits. These aren't legit medical because they're actually getting profit. The farmer yeah, needs to eat. Like, <laughs> The Sackler family wasn't getting everybody addicted to oxycodone for uh, for charity. You know, they made a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. Well, they weren't trying to cure the universe. They were trying to cure the world of its pain. Oh, Speaking God, of trying to cure the world from its pain, retail marijuana sales could bud in Virginia as soon as 2023. According to WRIC, uh, the ABC News joint out of Richmond, Virginia. And of course, they have complied with uh, all the rules of creating a headline for a cannabis story. You put a pun in the headline. That pun in this instance is bud. Retail marijuana sales could bud in Virginia as soon as 2023. That's cute. That is so cute. <laughs> hey, is it really cute or is it just kind of like sad? But anyway, the General what? Assembly of Virginia's Cannabis Oversight Commission agreed to recommend that Virginia speed up the timeline for retail sales of recreational cannabis until the year 2023. Under a Democratic-controlled state legislator, Virginia legalized simple, simple possession and home cultivation this year, but retail sales were delayed until 2024. Uh, with lawmakers including a reenactment clause to the bill requiring that a second vote be held during the 2022 legislative session to move forward with the legal market. Isn't that cute? Like, hey, let's legalize it. Well, can we not legalize it, but legalize it until next year just to kind of test the legalization waters? Well, and I think they have a year to figure this out, which, you know, a year because they like money. 
you know, Virginia oh. is, is a huge uh, tourism place. So they're going to try. I mean, that's like the, you know, Virginia, Florida. These are the places that people on the East Coast go to when they summer. Yep. You know? So yep. I, I, they're going to. And again, there's so much lost revenue because all these other states are, are, are racking in millions of dollars, billions in taxes, billions, small states. Connecticut. Uh, Connecticut's not going to make a billion dollars in taxes. There's only 3.5 million people there. But mm -hmm. during a meeting on Thursday, as members of the Cannabis Oversight Commission in Virginia, they raised the possibility of accelerating legal sales to July 1st, 2022, which is quite soon. That's only about seven months away. Uh, and I haven't seen any regulations out of the state. I haven't seen any contemplations about how they're going to actually accept and award applications. I don't think they have the same type of... Um, practicality that uh, New Jersey has, but we shall see. I'm really excited about 2023 for when you uh, have New York and also Virginia giving us cannabis regulations and eventually that wonderful notice of application, which New Jersey gave us approximately a month ago, a little bit more in early November. And that is culminating now. New Jersey's open for business, man. They opened last month. Wow. New, no, I'm sorry. Last week few days ago okay. on the 15th of this month new jersey opened for cannabis business nj legal weed applications officially open 500 submitted in first four hours the new jersey cannabis Damn. regulatory commission on wednesday uh, began taking applications and applications for prospective marijuana dispensaries they don't start until march 15th but uh, jeffrey brown is their director and he was happy to have this milestone uh, and applications are coming in. The platform is performing well, and we can officially mark the launch of the state's recreational cannabis industry. That's great. And I like how they have a platform. Some states, yeah. uh, New Jersey has it. New Mexico has it. Uh, Ohio had one. Uh, where else? I think Michigan also has an online platform. Uh, hmm. Illinois does not have an online platform. Maybe your state will. But uh, the yeah. executive director... Said applications are coming. Oh, I've already said that. Cultivators, manufacturers, and testing labs are operating. We'll set the framework and establish supply for retailers that will start licensing in March of 2022. That's gonna be interesting. so. This is gonna be an interesting one to watch because you know, in the episode we had with New Jersey Weed Man, he talks about how the traditional market is still strong there, still vibrant. So mm -hmm. to watch New Jersey squeeze out the traditional market, you're gonna be watching regulations shaping towards the uh, the consumer and also the producers because. I think that forum is going to help with that. That platform yeah. is going to help them negotiate pretty much. Like, yep. how but can if, we do this? If you guys are one of those ones, you know, tag somebody in New Jersey that you think is going to be applying and tell them that 500 individuals have already filed applications in the first four hours of the CRC websites, which means that they just had them ready to go. And some of them have got to be crap. Absolute pieces of crap, but it could also just mean that 500 people uh, created a, an account, but that's not true because they said the form was generating about 155 users per hour. So 155 Damn. users an hour. Uh, oh, wait, no. Okay, that's that's basically 500 after four hours. So, uh, you know, yeah, they're, they're creating an account and they're calling it an application. Uh, but remember, about 70% of New Jersey is still illegal. And so Next year, election year, let's hope that your city in New Jersey goes legal. But, you know, the problem with a lot of these, like, applications, like, hey, we're talking about with Virginia coming up, and, you know, there, there might be something laid out, right? But you saw that thing that I shared with you in Oregon, this, uh, the seed fund for cannabis businesses? Yeah, yeah, that. some social equity news out of Oregon. Yeah, which is 
Tomorrow's the deadline, unfortunately. Sorry, folks. Uh -oh. So that's, if you're in the business the out there, guys, hopefully they'll you do have a Monday deficiency or something. Let's see. Wait, do you have that one lined up? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got that one lined up for you. Let me get it up. Uh, retail marijuana. See Grant right there. And then pop and share my screen. There it is. Can you make that bigger? Because the, the numbers for this are pretty amazing. If you scroll to the bottom, like there's some big money being given out to people here. Look at this. Uh, four one-time grants of 50000 four uh, one-time grants of seventy-five, and the two-year uh, grants of 250000 uh, 125 per year, which is a lot of money. A lot of money. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> this is a great uh, thing. Now, do you think, though, like something like this, so it's nice that they give them money. So I imagine... Does this money have to go towards the licensing or does it go towards the business? They really have restrictions. I'm still waiting. Uh, the farm in Illinois applied for its grant money, uh, which has a low interest loan of 8% on up to a million dollars for craft grows. But we haven't heard anything uh, on that. Um, so like, I don't know how quickly the grant money will be processed. Of course, it's at a municipal level. It's Portland. It's not the state of Illinois. So hopefully right. it'll go a little bit quicker. Um, but yeah, the, the grants that they have in Illinois, they have like a spreadsheet and they say, you can use the money on this. You can't use the money on that. And I'm assuming what? that uh, Portland probably has something really, really similar where they say, here's the approved uh, usages of funds. Here's what you can't use. Like kind of like the PPP loans. Remember that the PPP loans? Well, yeah, which uh, some CBD business got. But, uh, uh, you know, my thinking is, though, so you got you know, these equity things. Um, and then obviously it's bad, like just bad advertisement that I just heard about this on Friday. Like they should have been promoting this months ahead of time. And I'm sure, hopefully they were in Portland okay. area. Yeah. But you would think 250. So riddle me this, Batman. I'm just trying to think like for social equity, like applicants, instead of like charging them, couldn't, couldn't the licensing fees be waived and things like that? There's a reason why there's social equity, right? There's a reason why you have this whole, like, I don't have the money. And that money involves 10 to 20K sometimes, which is Yeah, ridiculous. but I, I don't like the concept of entitlement at all in business. And so, like, I still want somebody to have skin in the game. Be like, that's right, you don't. So give me 500 bucks. Okay, now I'm going to say this is your capital contribution. There you go. You spend it on your business. That's right there on the line item. Let's say that there's only another 500 shares you're allowed to give out. Because very often, well, 501, because then you have more than 50%. And it depends on which jurisdiction you're in. Uh, I just don't I mean like giving them discounts. That's all that well and good. But if you give them everything, then they're just it's the this is one of the reasons why I think Haiti is such a mess, because it has the most charities in the world. Well, I don't necessarily saying... really believe in charity, because when you just create this culture of like, you know, uh, people are going to have a handout or they're just going to feel like they're entitled to something. And so like you can have a charity charitable problem like the Trump family, like, you know, with him right. and his father just thinking like, hey, pay me. Why? I'm your kid. You know, right. Well, like, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to talk about like cannabis communism. I'm more like thinking of like a, a, a just a, a chance, which would be a fair chance for an actual equity applicant, right? So if you hit all the check marks, you should be okay waived for the application fee. Uh, maybe get a grant to go towards the business, but yeah, you're gonna have to build the foundation, and do the rest of the stuff, right? But yeah. that that I billion dollar there was more liquidity partners that were hip with not making all the money. Like it'd be great if there was more rich people that would be like, hey, you know. It's a solid investment. This is a stable license. They aren't going to give it to anybody else who's not social equity. We'll split the money. I don't got the so I wasn't arrested, you know, by for cannabis. You were. I, I've done very I mean? well in business. But like those types of entrepreneurs, they're hard to find. 
Right. But as an applicant, say if I were to start here in Washington and, and use my social equity status and was able to re- receive something like that, um, I wouldn't know going into the game that, OK, I have no money. I just won a lottery ticket. But wait, man, you you were arrested for weed. Oh, yeah. Several times. Uh, are you, Have you been convicted? Uh, once. OK. All right. Hang on. We're going to do it. Unexpected uh, little um, uh, uh, bumper for Miggy. I thought you and knew I've been arrested for pot. <laughs> uh, but I, I didn't know convicted. You're social well, equity in New Jersey. But what's the conviction, though? I mean, like, so, like, when I was convicted. Well, you found guilty. Or, right. Found guilty and had just you're a community convicted. service. Yeah. But, but it was, was like for your, your social equity in New Jersey. Right now, yeah. those 500 people that, that applied, like, if they were all just rich idiots, uh, you could cut in line out of all of them. You just don't live in New Jersey. So you're, you are a 1B. Uh, you are not a 1A which would be a micro, but you could be a 1B, which is a, uh, a regular business. And so you have to own more than 50% of the business. Uh, but yeah, anybody who is convicted of a marijuana crime in any jurisdiction is a social equity applicant in New Jersey. But what if I decided to join a group that belonged in New Jersey, that they lived in Jersey, that, hey, we're going to add you to the application. Now, wouldn't that make it a 1A then as, a, as an no. entity? No, because a 1A means that you are a micro business. And if you guys are enjoying this and you want to learn more about how to get into the cannabis industry, again, this is the channel for you. Don't forget to like tag people that, you know, that are trying to get into this industry. Like, hey, you should check out this channel if you want to get in, because um, that's what we're doing. Yeah. And education, you know, um, besides the business side of things, you know, you had that last video. We talked about flying um, right. with, with, with cannabis. First, I'm going to read you an article. Let's play a game. Uh, uh, you gotta guess the uh, uh, guess the race. <laughs> Man arrested after flying into RSW with 24 pounds of marijuana. All right, I'm assuming that it is a stupid man. Why would no. you have 24 pounds of marijuana when you're flying? Well, my thing is, so this this story just chaps me, not because you know I think he was singled out for being black, but like so. Here, uh, he had 24 Angers. pounds of weed. This isn't like flying with a, even a half ounce. Oh, like, I get it. It's expensive. Sense. Like, even in, uh, um, you know, Washington State, a good eighth is like $37. And so, like, you know, that's that's commercial flying with weed. If you're going to fly with 24 pounds of weed, you should have charted the flight so nobody searches you. Well, no, but here's the, here's the, here's the part that chaps me, man. Because, I mean, and I get it's a large amount, right? It's like a suitcase full, whatever. Yeah. But according to the arrest report, the Port Authority was contacted by the Sacramento County Sheriff's Office because the marijuana was discovered in California was legal. So you're telling me these cops fucking found the weed. We're like, oh, it's 24 pounds. 24 pounds. You can arrest somebody for 24 pounds in a legal state. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Right. You still can. It's not like I had 24 pounds of sugar. I'd have to explain that one. I'm so baking like, shit. They down. knew that he was leaving with it, but they didn't arrest him. And then when he gets to the illegal jurisdiction... They call in the tip. Well, and that that illegal jurisdiction was South Florida. No, no, so, no. That's illegal. All I mean, he's not a medical patient, and medical patient true. possession limits are way lower than that. So you're leaving a legal jurisdiction where the penalty might have been substantially lower for the 24 pound violation, and you're letting that criminal go to Florida to what? To fuck him over more? Well, that's what, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to like that's you wrong. you you look. I mean, technically, didn't they let the crime exasperate because it went from a local situation to a exacerbate. federal? 
exacerbating. Yeah. If I'm exacerbating, I'm, I'm hyperventilating. Uh, and so, um, <laughs> and I'm sorry, I have prosody, which means that I probably mm -hmm. also score very highly on the autism quotient. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, whatever. And so um, the the important thing is that it, it doesn't matter what color he was, you know, but if they knew, if law enforcement knew it was a crime that was ongoing and they allowed it to be uh, kicked up another notch, you know, a penalty enhancement by failing to arrest them prior to allowing that person to go to a jurisdiction where it's a more onerous crime. That's bullshit. Again, it just prohibition enables bad conduct and imagine it enables bad behavior from law enforcement. Well, uh, not just from law enforcement it enables bad behavior from people that want money. And so 2,400 pounds of high quality cannabis flour in Florida probably is worth I don't know. Let me just let me just hazard a guess, depending on if he's doing this at a at a pound level and moving two thousand pounds or two thousand bucks. Twenty four. I mean, the, he probably bought the pounds for three thousand, flipping them for five k. No, sixty. No, it's California. He was probably buying them for seven hundred bucks or something like, you know, mm. uh, premium outdoor uh, and then selling them in Florida for three to five to seven. It depends on how retail level it gets, but it was at 2000 bucks a pound wholesale weight in Florida. Assuming that don't do this. Anybody, please don't be like that guy. Uh, it would be about 48 grand. This is the advice of what not to do. Yeah. Please do not be doing this. <laughs> don't get caught. Hey, well, you know, though it's hard though, because as I talked about prohibition with, with, with like how it enables bad law enforcement, you know, Lauren shared, shared this with us, this uh, the drug whisperer um, crazy video that shows this woman getting pulled over. Uh, apparently in Georgia, you have no rights. Uh, it starts off with like, ma'am, are you drinking? And then it goes into like, I smell uh, cannabis. And uh, uh, and these people are perfectly sober. Uh, this process by 11 Alive News in, in uh, Georgia. So. Uh, Brandon Keith discovered that some drivers are getting arrested for driving stone, even when their drug tests come back clean. And as you and I know, if you got tested for cannabis that day and you smoked that day, it will come back positive that day, at least within a week of that, you know, from that day. So yep. these aren't like bad, this is bad behavior. It is. It's bad behavior. And, um, when they change the laws, very often they change that being an element of probable cause. But let's look at something that may have an odiferous thing. Well, there it is. It's a ridiculously huge uh, nugget. I wanted to give a shout out to whatever website I use to be able to do this. And if you guys have a cannabis nugget that you would like to go on Name That Strain, please head on over to facebook.com backslash free THC and put your legal nuggets there or you could also drop them on my instagram or miggies so that's the strain sure. quite popular it's a very popular strain these days um there was there was one type that was very broadly grown in uh california outdoor this year and you're probably just swimming in a particular version and actually this no this might be a different version of it i think this is the one that you would celebrate on an annualized basis as opposed to the one that you might have more or less in the summer so the the overlay kind of makes it a little a little uh, digitized. It looks like a not. I, you can tell this I, think, I think that's the iPhone. I think that was the iPhone's uh, little algorithm stuff that they were doing. Oh, but well, you know uh, the bracts look pretty nice. They look like a nice red hair uh, mm -hmm. piece of sticky icky. 
Uh, that- this one's really close. That one Ooh. actually, that's 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 what uh, that's what that one was. It was wedding. Oh cake. wow! And so nice. like uh, you know, it was the wedding cake version, and like ice cream cake was extremely popular this year. But uh, yeah, ice cream cake was extremely popular, and that was its wedding varietal. Um, nice. You know, I like it. It's a good one. Get <laughs> him off. <laughs> we're all just walking technical issues you know earlier modern genetics asked us to address i think something to do with illinois i think they're based out where you're at oh yeah what was uh, it uh, i'm gonna scroll back up and see if i can see it i caught it and then you know as, as everything goes through you kind of just kind of as the conversation goes and i think you you're the best to address all the illinois um subjects than i am let's see well, um, i do a lot of crap wow. in illinois we got a lot of people talking though. Holy crap! You hey, guys, thank you for joining and talking here. And they haven't smashed a thumbs up. Why? Please. What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> Why don't you love me? No, no, no! Don't don't beg too much. Nobody likes that. <laughs> You're supposed to be asking questions. Pesky ones. Yes. The peskiest of the questions. Oh, here and it is. Speaking of the peskiest of the questions. Oh, there it is. Okay. And so uh, after that, I have another pesky question regarding regulations out of New Mexico. Uh, can you please address the upcoming Illinois election cycle, community effects thereof? How important is the governor's office to our cause? And do you endorse a candidate? Um, it's extremely important. And so uh, I don't know when the next election cycle is. It was in 2010 and then 14 and then 18 and then 22. Oh, good. So I guess that means that JB is up for re-election next year. I think he'll win probably right. fairly easily unless there's something that's really, really wrong or there is a really good opponent against him. But I don't think there's a good opponent against them, um, you know, but regulations, they could really impact. So like if the next I, provided that uh, cannabis in Illinois is now a nonpartisan issue and then it becomes one of, well, less regulation, more regulation, you know, sometimes less regulation is a, a healthier profit margin. Sometimes more regulated, provided that the regulations allow for like the very safest of product quality. But again, when we talk about regulations, we're talking about the rules that people need to play by, right? Like that's all regulation is. It has nothing to do with like, uh, well, I mean, it actually has a lot to do with like the FDAs and whatnot once yep. it comes federally. But And then it's it's a story out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, which must be where Bernalillo County. How would you say that one? Bernalillo, right? Yeah, Bernalillo. Bernalillo commissioners have approved their cannabis uh, regulations. And so it's only a little more than three months after the first recreational scales began. And under the county rules, people uh, can smoke in commercial spaces like cannabis lounges. Nice. As long as they only smoke indoors and the building has the proper air filtration. And so the, uh, the cannabis consumption lounge, which is still a future that I can't go to. Uh, oh. Maybe next month there's one that's opening here, but you can't go to that future right now. And you're in like one of the OGs of legalized weed. Well, well here's the problem. The problem is that future was my past. I had markets out here. We had, that's the thing What happened with the regulation. So what regulation does, it enables law enforcement and regulation says, okay, cops, here are the rules that you can mess with people. Rip. Cause when we had the, we had a true altruistic, capitalist market almost like oklahoma except oklahoma actually pays taxes on their medical which i don't know their infrastructure how they do it i don't know what their regulation is but at the time here in washington when i moved out here it was get a script go to go to scores uh, you can open a store if you want how do you want to open a store it's all about how kind of rules that you're going to anticipate right there are people who got business license in, the, in their places people who tax something it was all everybody making up their own rules until one day 
the state was like, wow, there's a lot of money in this and, and there's nobody mad and no one died. We should probably figure out how no to hang in fruit, everybody. Let's take the money. We didn't get elected because we were trying to fix not our lives. It, well, and it didn't take. So when, when recreational hit out here, it didn't kill medical right away. It, it, it What it did was it, it, it didn't kill medical for another two years. There was a bill out here, SB 5052, which I think every recreational person, they just sat and figured out how can we regulate out medical because they 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 changed it to we needed to be on a list mm-hmm. you know and 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 washington state is full of libertarians right there's you mentioned a list and then there's like people going nuts right and it's for good reason same thing out there in illinois i saw a chill noise podcast somebody got denied a firearm because they were on the list your your medical list so really? there's a reason why <laughs> you know paranoia is not paranoia but the yeah. thing was we had that man. I had markets where I go to dab lounges. Uh, uh, it was, there were festivals where we'd just be smoking all the time out here. It was hemp fest every other day when I wanted to just go hang out, and no one died. And so that's why it, it just bothers me so much with present all the states' dominoes and their legalization, how they do things. Because I've seen what a good capitalist market looks like. I've seen the quality of the cannabis, and 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 and, and it's it, when you have a, a competitive market, people need to grow good weed. And they need to give it to you at the best price they can give it to you, right? Or else they're not going to be around. That's right. You know, it's not a cookies label. It's not about your freaking style. I mean, sometimes it is. You know, if you want to be in the brand thing, but if you're in the cannabis, good cannabis is, needs to be well done. Right, and that's that's an interesting thing about the uh, consumer packaged goods model. And you know, sometimes cookies is a lifestyle brand, which also yeah. happens to have cannabis in it. Which reminds me of a very meta thing that I saw last week in the cannabis legalization news. Evidently, you can now buy cannabis in the metaverse and get it delivered to your real house, according to Forbes magazine, which has a uh, Instagram account. And they they Instagram tweeted. I'm not sure if that's the verb for Instagram. This amid the explosion of the NFTs in the metaverse, several marijuana brands have found innovative ways to capitalize on the digital trend. And one company has gone further, bringing the metaverse back to the real world. You know, this is a no brainer. I mean, if you're into tech. Right. Again, it's all about regulation. So if you know how to make a website, you know, and you can like the beard bros, right? They're 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 great traffic. They're a great source of information. Uh, you and I have been doing the internet social medias for over 10 years now. And, and you know, it's been out of activism and altruism that I've been doing this. And now we're trying to do the media side of things. But for the most part, though, this this topic is so frustrating where between policy and those who are already incarcerated and those who are making wealth. You know, where's the sanity of all of this? And it's hard to, to find. So, uh, but the, the the metaverse, though, you know, this is, you're talking about VR, man. You just set up a VR store. You have one guy saying, just hanging out, you know, it's not regulated. And then two guys talk to people, to each other and say, hey, here's a mutual agreement. I'll take your uh, crypto coin or whatever, however you're going to exchange the, or cash only. Sometimes it could be uh, uh, on yeah, crypto. I guarantee right. you they take crypto and then they go buy the weed and take it to you, you know, cool. um, but Either way, forms. yeah, you know, it's a it's a crazy time to be alive. And we even have some international cannabis legalization news. There it is. Press release. The Department of Information from the nation of Malta. And so Owen Bonaccini yeah, must be somebody maybe like the prime minister of Malta. 
and they have issued a press release regard. Maybe it's the president because he signed it into law. He's uh, issued this press release as of the 18th of December of this year. And they established an authority for responsible use of cannabis and of men's various laws relating to certain cannabis activities that have entered in force today and thereby a strong and robust reform is being implemented in the way our society perceives and treats its citizens who make responsible and genuine use of cannabis while curbing illegal trafficking and creating a new regulatory framework to protect minors and society at large. Oh, my goodness. Cannabis legalization news is catching. Why does... Uh... Every Italian last name sounds like a delicious pasta dish. Well, mostly because all Italians are named after delicious pasta dishes. I bet you didn't notice Damn. that. I did not notice. Uh, and, and if you <laughs> did not notice that, please make sure that you comment that that was a damn lie, Tom. Yeah. Goddamn like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, we got a, a, a viewer submitted news. New York launches a recreational camp. A New York tribe is giving Bronx uh -huh. a recreational campus from MJ Biz Daily. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Those guys called me and then they didn't hire me. And so that's really? one of the other reasons why cannabis legalization news doesn't have better production value. People just do it anyway. And I'm like, well, I can help you out. And then I guess like the non-decision maker calls me because like, he's young, hip and cool. And then it goes up <laughs> the, the, the totem pole. And then they, they reach out to their existing lawyers who say what every businessman always says when they clearly have uh, no idea what they're talking about. Of course, yeah, we can do that for you. No problem. Yeah, that'll be a well, five thousand dollar retainer. Also, it's, I know a guy that knows a guy, so I'll we can get this handled. Whereas, you have the guys that have been doing this for over twenty years. Like the the inherent knowledge that we have about this plant is just ridiculous. But I mean, not to toot the own horns, just saying if you're gonna do cannabis business business, like getting the adult like paying taxes and and conforming. Unfortunately, I mean, that's what you gotta do. Well, conforming's fine. Conforming's fine as you get older. You know, when you're young and you're still making up your own rules, then you're like, I can do whatever I want. But then after the rules have been made and you got used to them, you're like, hey, I finally learned the game. Why are you changing all these rules on me? I've, I, I've, I was starting to get it. What the heck, you know? Well, and that's the thing, right? As, you know, as someone who's been doing this for over half their life and you see, like now, now I see people the age when I started doing stuff like this that are actually in the business now. Like they're actually growers or influencers or whatever case is they're sustaining homes and incomes and, and doing things i'm like man i mean it, it, when it happened in that time frame when i was younger that age you were the outlaws you were the jose cervantes and the you know you, you know none of these guys unless they're actually growing or pulling in change because that's just how it is. You got to have a product. You got to have something to you give to people. Have, yeah that's why beard bros has they, they use their product sales to fuel their yeah. marketing and so i'm like Guys, we got this farm online and hopefully the farm's going in the summer and then like by the next fall, there's harvests that start to come in. That would be fantastic. You could do great revenue for um, a ancillary portfolio company that specializes in media creation oh, uh, yeah. because you, as, a, as a grower or as a, any participant in the lawful cannabis industry, you're not allowed to make any uh, deduction for marketing expenses and you have ridiculous restrictions on how you can advertise yeah and well and that's the thing too when it comes to like social media we've been do. doing it people do though <laughs> they people do probably too yeah. yeah oh he's got the word lawyer in his name it must be a thing um yeah. but that's the other again you know I, I sometimes i don't understand how people with money made that money when they don't even know how to do a google search at a time like in this now that's not so young industry not so old industry like 
you know, it's no longer an experiment. The God damn it. That still make a lot. The people that still make a lot of the decision and have a lot of the money and the, 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 the authority to be able to like throw the $2 million behind the product or the process to get in. They're 70. They're like sixties, fifties. They aren't as technologically advanced as the people that are, you know, the entrepreneurs in their thirties or even forties or twenties, especially the twenties that are trying to bootstrap and then also raise capital. Well, and that's kind of part of where we're at. We're like, as someone who's been advocating for over half their life and, and, and I, I can, dude, I can tell you, I legit made 50 bucks out of this whole time. Like yeah. some, some guy demanded I, he had to pay me when I, I was like, because it's all about startups to me, right? With this online tech thing, with the this internets, the webs, yeah. you know, like uh, as, a, as a techie, you know, the fact that I can talk into this mic, we're going to transfer the waves and then it goes to a podcast later. You know, we're, we're just we're, we're, we're touching. We were so talking yesterday about uh, the facility because we had to go out to the farm. And then, you know, uh, trying to have policies and protocols for after it's constructed and built out for doing a GMP certification compliance aspect of it. And that's, uh, now that's then that's I don't understand that package. But then once I understand that package or you that's the thing about being an entrepreneur, you're always trying to create like a new type of service offering that you can be like, and here you go. You can buy this. Just give me this money and I'll give that to you. Uh, well, I, you I don't know how it is to get something GMP compliant, yet. you know. But you're also an entrepreneur in cannabis, which is still like this unique gray area that everybody, um, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of hocus pocus, a lot of, a lot of heebie-jeebie going on here. A lot of semantics, shenanigans. Hmm? Lots of shenanigans. Um, lots of shenanigans, lots of illegality, especially when it comes to federal security laws. Well, in, in, in like the part that I understand, the, the, the quality part, it, it's all fundamental, right? Like the law part when it comes to like the banking, like that for you. That's your fundamental. Like you understand, like the two eighty and uh, you know how how to how to make your business into a hospital uh, infrastructure type uh, banking, right? Because that's what you've been talking about. I hear you talk about a lot of times. It's like cannabis is such a unique plant, and for the most part, everybody's just trying to save their ass because you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Because if the uh, the federal government decide one day, uh, yep, nope weeds that horrible plant that we were told and, and we should cut down oh all, my close all these counts they would need to they it's not just that now it's so far like people know the truth they would have to like genetically engineer all the cannabis to turn it into poison like that would just be impossible i mean there's a conceivable but it's still impossible uh, the only way forward really is and this is going to be great because right now the average consumer doesn't have the luxury to be able to develop a very robust cannabis palate where they could just open a jar, smell it, say it's this strain, detect the odors and, and uh, the aromas for it and know why you uh, and which applications you uh, want to usually pair that with, you know? Yeah. Well, and again, it's it, the, the, the wellness part that I've been preaching about and so adamant about and so so important to not just like the wellness of America. Like, like if for one, this is like the most patriotic thing I do. Like, like besides the 10 years I served in the military, probably just any prohibition is like my civic duty almost. Like it, it's really, it's a wellness option. Like why is it, do I have to take all these pills or, 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 or something that on a drip when I could just try something from a plant first, something to grow, something my my neighbor could grow if I have a, a, a good thumb because growing weed's not hard, but growing good weed is. 
So, well, and then why, like, what are you using it for? And so like growing yeah. weeds that have the right terpene profile for your intended use case, uh, that type of knowledge is completely lacking. Uh, it, it really is, you know, um, that's, but that's the next 10 years that they'll really get those things uh, sorted out and, and how, and like, what strains are great for what? And then people will know that beyond just the mere, what's the, the big cleavage? It's like, oh, it's the sativa, it's the indica. They don't talk about mercine at all. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing, right? We're the consumers looking for the highest THC still. They're, you know, they're not looking for terpene profiles or cheapest, highest THC. And so, like one of the strains that were or one of the product lines that I'd want us to do would be, you know, this just that, you know, where it's going to be uh, buck wild wheat uh, because it, it's just it tested to the highest you can do it, and it costs nothing. But that's not good weed, you know. That's just weed that you're going to move weight of. And, you know, Whoa. moving the weight, though, uh, it's a business after all. You know, it, it, if you want to have those artisanal strains, you're going to have to make sure that you're still cash flowing. Well, and that's the one thing I learned as a, a, a small-time pharmacist was uh, you really don't make a lot of money. And the money to be made is pushing weight. Like, you, you, it's, it's, it's one thing to... Like I said, I used to buy quarter pounds and, and break them up and split them. And I, and I did pretty well because if you have enough people that buy weed from you, you can pay rent. But that's all you're going to do. You're not going to make like a life savings. You're not going to have like vacation money. You're going to have like rent and food money. But then to get to the next level is wait. And that's where the federal side is going to come to play. Where like it really gives people an option to to be a part of something, you know. And, and when you're talking about like good weight versus bad weight, one's going to be isolate. The other one's going to be the flower that is the premium knife, nice craft grow that we all enjoy. Something that people can, uh, uh, or, or at least like snobs, weed snobs will be like, hey, that's the, my, my brand. I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a wide, wild world, and it's going to take several years for it to unfold. One of which will be next year. Uh, this isn't necessarily the last show of the year, but it's probably the last one of the week. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. definitely is because I'm. I don't know what I'm doing today. I'm gonna go chill and smoke more weed and maybe get some more. You have a weed. shortened week because it's Christmas. Fuck it, you know this is this is one of the darkest days of the year. Congratulations, people, you've made it. Pat yourself on the back, back because today you had to put up with it being dark. <laughs> I live in Northwest, dude. It's always fucking dark here in winter. <laughs> no, it's extra dark now. It's December the nineteenth, and so it, you know I got the the stupid app. So um. It is a 19 hour and 14 minute daylight today. So like, you know, it's just that it's, it's winter. But see here, we wake up dark, at least in wintertime and we go to bed when it's dark. Like, uh, and then when summertime hits, it'll be bright until like 10 or 11, 10. And then know, when you so. wake up, it's still bright. Like the sun yeah. brightness dial is, is all the way down right now, you know? And so the sun brightness dial starts going up by this time next week. Anyway, uh, I think that's about it. We have anything else to any parting ideas? No, like, subscribe, and vote. Like, subscribe, and vote. And shout out to all the members. If you really want to help us out, uh, consider joining one of our membership levels. Another one down. Thanks for hanging.